This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, December 5th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. When Pennsylvania imposed a 40% tax on wholesale e-cigarette products, it was clearly a grab for cash, but a secondary effect may be sending many would-be ex-smokers back to cigarettes. Bob Dick is a senior policy analyst at the Commonwealth Foundation. We spoke at the State Policy Network's annual meeting in Nashville in October. Pennsylvania has high cigarette taxes, but now they're trying to tax something that, as far as we know, is a lot better for you than cigarettes and happens to be a pretty decent uh, replacement for cigarettes, which is e-cigarettes or or vaping products. Right. It's an alternative. And... Uh, now the lawmakers in Pennsylvania, they decided to uh, include a 40% excise tax on vaping products in the state. Now, this was included as part of a $650 million tax increase package to balance the state budget, which, by the way, isn't balanced right now, but that's a that's another issue. And, and so it included e-cigarette taxes, cigarette taxes, uh, taxes on small businesses, and uh, taxes on banks. So it's really a... a result of the the government in Pennsylvania being unable to control its spending. But specifically with respect to a tax on uh, e-cigarette products, this is not a tax on retail sales. Right. So it's a a wholesale tax. So if a retailer wants to purchase a uh, e-cigarette product, they have to pay that 40% tax on that product. And not only that, but there's also a floor tax element. So all the uh, products that a vape shop owner has in their store right now, they have to assess how much, uh, what the value of those products are, and then cut a state, cut the state a check for 40% of that value. And there have been many business owners who have told me that's just simply not possible. And we have up to 50, it's probably more now, uh, vape shop owners that have closed their doors as a result. That would strike me as unconstitutional if you're paying a tax on something that you've already purchased. Well, how many times has the government actually abided by the Constitution? Well, that's fair. State, and, state and federal. That's fair, yeah. but it would right. seem like an right. avenue of challenge. There, there is a, a, a provision in Pennsylvania's Constitution. There's a, a provision that calls for a taxation to be uniform throughout the state. And I, I guess, I mean, obviously I'm not a constitutional scholar, but I guess you can make the argument that uh, this would not be a uniform tax because it's just 40% on one specific industry. What is the public rationale for it? Uh, we need money is always the rationale for a tax increase, but this specific industry. Right. So um, to my mind, uh, I honestly think it was uh, state lawmakers and the governor just trying to find a revenue source. I don't think they understood the gravity of the tax and how it was going to affect businesses in this industry. And so it's basically, you know, we're not really familiar with this industry and how it works, but we're going to tax it anyway because we have to balance our budget. Now, vape shops, to the extent that I've I've seen them, and I've been in a few of them, uh, seem to be operations that can be, shall we say, put up or taken down pretty quickly. They they seem to be operations that are, you know, this is a new product. I'm going to be selling this product. I don't need a lot of. There's not a lot of overhead. It seems like involved. They just rent a vanilla box in a strip mall and go to town. So, uh, there have been some businesses that have said, uh, if they replace the tax, the 40% excise tax that's now in effect with a, a five cents per milliliter tax, that they could open their shops back up. So that's to your point. This is, you know, it, it's it's not necessarily a big lift if they want to get back in business. And so I think that's one of the reasons why we should move forward with legislation that would replace a tax. And that, 
that's the other thing is when you tax uh, cigarettes, you're taxing individual cigarettes, essentially. You ta- tax a pack that's 20 cigarettes, but with uh, vaping products, what you could be taxing is like the potency uh, because there's, you know, per milliliter is a certain amount of nicotine generally, but it, it seems like they're just doing an across-the-board thing on every product. Right. And so it's not just a liquid, but it's also the, the devices that um, that the liquid is, that comes in. So it's on all these products, and that's one of the reasons why business owners have said that they just can't afford it, because it's not just on the liquid, but it's on all of their inventory and everything that they're going to purchase in the future. Is this just an attempt to try to make equivalent cigarette taxes and taxes on products to replace cigarettes? Again, I don't think this is, I don't think they really had that in mind. It was more of, we need revenue somewhere, and this is the place that we can get it. But I would say one point about that, it's only supposed to generate $13 million, which, in the con- which is a lot of money, but in the context of a $31 billion budget, it's a, the equivalent of a dime and a couch cushion for the state government. And so, to me, this is one of the reasons why I think we should repeal a tax, because it's only about uh, 2% of that $650 million tax increase package that uh, I mentioned earlier. How do, they, how do other states tax vaping? So, one of the things that uh, one of the lawmakers introduced was the $0.05 cents per milliliter tax, and this is modeled off of uh, Louisiana and North Carolina, and that's what uh, they want to go to. That's the model they want to go to, because business owners, again, say that this is something that uh, they can afford. They don't like it. And uh, I personally don't like it either. I don't think this business, this industry, this community should be uh, taxed uh, and uh, taxed uh, different than those who are in the tobacco industry or any other industry. But it's something that, again, that they can afford. And so that would be the best option right now. That's the most politically palatable option. It seems like this is only a tax that is possible in an environment where cigarette taxes are high. Right, right. And I mean, it's... It's not just the cigarette taxes and and the e-cigarette taxes, but I think this gets to the bigger issue of why these taxes are necessary. And it's because government, especially in Pennsylvania, has not controlled its spending. It's increased spending by about $2,200 per person over the last five decades. That's outrageous. And that's one of the reasons why they're going to these cigarette taxes, e-cigarette taxes, these sin taxes, niche taxes, which don't affect a lot of people, but are raising enough revenue to uh, pay for the, the spending and promises of politicians. I know a lot of people who have quit smoking cigarettes because they started vaping, and uh, I'm one of those people. And so it's, it's really interesting to me that in the interest of a pure revenue grab, it's, it almost gives lie to the notion that states tax cigarettes in an effort to get people to quit. That, that you would tax cigarettes at a certain rate and you would perhaps consider not taxing a product that is generally believed to be much safer uh, at the same rate. Right. And if that's the goal, this tax doesn't make sense at all. But uh, again, I, I would say it's probably that's not really what they had in mind. It was more of we need to raise this revenue because we're just spending wildly. And that's my belief, that's the heart of the matter. That's the reason why they impose this tax. Bob Dick is a senior policy analyst at the Commonwealth Foundation. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.